0: 1-2-3 Habits is much like the triathlon race. There are three crucial parts to keep you interested, focused, and moving forward, and you don't need any fancy equipment to succeed. Just use what you got and do the dang thing. Welcome to Habits and Humor, where you come to make serious progress without taking life too seriously. This podcast shows how we can use embarrassing moments as empowering tools to help us create powerful daily habits and enjoy life at the same time. I'm Susie B, author and creator of Life Conscious and master of all things embarrassing. This is Habits & Humor. Come to laugh, stay to learn, choose to live. Welcome back to another episode of Habits & Humor. I'm Susie B, and I'm thrilled that you guys are here today. I'm really, really excited for the story that I'm gonna tell you today, but also I'm thrilled because this is part three. We've been doing a three-part series to break down the one, two, three habits method and how you can form some simple habits in your life that absolutely change the game. If you have not caught the last two episodes, episode 17 is the introduction to what one, two, three habits is and how it works. Episode 18 is part one, how you can overcome overwhelm, fear, doubt, and all of that stuff. Part one is what gets you started and it is your one pillar focus. Part two is your superpowers. You have two incredible superpowers that you were born with. And when you learn how to harness those two things together, they change everything for you. They keep you from quitting. They keep you from giving up. They keep you from doing the on again, off again, yo-yo, back and forth roller coaster. Those are what keep you consistent. So part one gets you started. Part two keeps you from quitting. And part three makes your results last this is the part that takes you from short-term effort to long-term change. And this is the part where the magic absolutely happens. This is how we break down how incredibly simple it is to take that big, beautiful dream that you want, that big, beautiful ambition that you have, and actually make it happen. Part three is epic. And I love this process. And I love that we have completed this series of one, two, three right here. Next week, we're going to have an amazing guest come on. Her name is Mary, and she has done the 123 Habits system. She did it incredibly well, and she has had phenomenal success with it. And so I'm having her come on. She's one of my clients, and she's going to come on and tell us how this has made a difference for her and why it has impacted her so much and what she's doing with it now. I love her story, and so I'm definitely going to have her on next week so that you guys can hear it from... I mean, it's good to hear it from me, but it's better to hear it from someone who... Didn't invent the program. (laughs) Someone who's actually gone through it, some person out there who just needed some help, needed some guidance, found this process, made it happen in her life, and it made a massive difference. So next week, we'll talk to Mary. And then every week after that, we're going to go back into our episodes where we have guests every other week and we have solo episodes every other week. We talk about specific topics, but at the end of every single episode, You're going to walk away with three habits to make that thing happen right now. I'm going to start you with some action. I feel like action is the biggest piece missing in the puzzle that all of us want. That progress that we all want, that change that we all need, action is the piece that we're missing. We can see the vision. We can break down and journal the heck out of what we want and how we're going to make it happen. But until we actually do the thing, it's not going to make any difference. So every single episode at the end of the show, I'm going to give you three habits that you can walk away with, that you can harness and put into your life right now. Actually implement the action. I'm so excited about this piece. And I'm really, really excited to be at this point in the season so that we can start doing that and start utilizing this information. All right. So today is part three. Part three. And I thought to myself, what story can I tell to make part three memorable? And I thought, okay, well, we're talking about part three. We're talking about three habits. I'm going to tell a story about three. I'm going to tell you a story about a triathlon. A triathlon is obviously an event that has three parts. There are three different sports or three different events in a triathlon. There's running, biking, and swimming. A sprint triathlon is kind of like a taste test of this race. And you get a little bit of each of those events. I love sprint triathlons. They're my favorite race because they are about as long as a half marathon in terms of time, but you get to do three things during that period of time. For me, if you know me, you know, I'm not a mental runner. I can't do the same thing for two hours at a time. My attention span just can't handle it. (laughs) So my attention span says to me that sprint triathlons are way more fun. In an hour and a half to two hours, I get to experience three different races, basically all wrapped up into one spectacular event. I love these races. They're super fun. I need to sign up for some to do some this summer. Okay, let's back up a little bit. My mom is amazing. (laughs) And she, when she turned 50, she set a goal for herself that she wanted to do a sprint triathlon. Like this is a crazy, crazy ambition. So she's awesome. And I admire the heck out of her for this. So when she turned 50, she's like, I'm going to sign up for a race and I'm going to do this sprint triathlon. And so my brother who lives in the town where the event was happening, signed up with her. And then I signed up with her as well. So the three of us signed up together. I lived in Utah, she lived in Idaho Falls, and my brother lived in Pocatello. So we met together in the middle and did this event together. This particular race was a 5k run, a 20k bike, and a 500 meter swim. The run was a trail run on a paved path, and the bike was on a road, and then the swim was in a swimming pool. At this point, my mom had started to get into more of this kind of training, more of this kind of workouts. She'd started walking a lot and done a couple of 5Ks and and jogging and pushing herself to do that. But she hadn't really done a lot of biking. She had one of those hybrid bikes and that's what she trained on. And then she rented a road bike for the race. And what happened after the race was she decided that she absolutely loved the biking. Completely unexpected, she learned that she had a new form of fitness that she absolutely loved. So after this, she's bought several bikes and she's probably biked like 10,000 miles. You guys, she's amazing. And she's an avid biker and she does bike races and all sorts of stuff. But it all stemmed from trying something new. And I love this example that she sets for us is that if you push yourself to do something difficult, maybe you'll come out of it with discovering a talent you have or a skill that you have or something that you just really enjoy doing. I'm going to have my mom on the podcast in a couple of weeks to talk about a bunch of different things that she does now. Because she's such a good example of enjoying your health and enjoying your fitness and enjoying your habits. So I'm definitely going to have her on here to talk about that. She also has a hilarious story involving her training that she did for this race. She didn't like to run, so this was a big challenge for herself. I love that she did it. I'm still just in awe of her and her goals. She's amazing. So to train for this race, I started running twice a week, biking twice a week, and swimming twice a week. I thought, okay, this is going to be good. But let's back up just a moment. When we signed up for the race, I didn't have a bike. <laughs> I did not own a bicycle and neither did my brother. The race was like a month away. We had a month to prep for this thing. And so I, in my head, I'm like, I'm gonna go buy a bike and I'm just gonna train and I'm gonna use the bike in the race. And my brother's thought was, I'm a decent runner. He's really, really athletic. And he and I are both very competitive and we've always had a good little friendly competition between us. And so we both wanted to win. We wanted to beat each other. It didn't matter who else was in the race, but we just wanted to beat each other. So he's like, I'm going to crush the run and I'm not even going to worry about the bike. (laughs) He's like, biking's easy. I don't need to train for that. So I'm like, all right, you're crazy. Do what you want. So I had to go get a bike. At this point, I'm a newlywed. I've got a baby. My husband's still in college. So we're starving college students. We don't have the money for a bike. So I go out and I do what I do best and I cheapskate. (laughs) So I went to a thrift store. I love thrift stores. If you don't know this about me, you should know this about me because I love thrift stores. Anyway, so I go to a thrift store and I'm looking around for a road bike. I have never owned a nice bike in my entire life, and I know nothing about road bikes—total novice. So I go into this thrift store, and I see this bike, and I'm like, "Okay, it's like a narrow frame, and it's got these skinny little tires, and they're smooth. This must be a road bike. Oh, and it had the curly handlebars—you know, like the like the fancy people use when they're <laughs> they're doing their road bike races. So I thought for sure this is a road bike. So I bought it. It was ten bucks. <laughs> it was a beauty, like a rust bucket from 1970. It was this horrible gray color with some lovely, I don't know if they were maroon accents or if they were just like rusted out pieces of metal, (laughs) but there was like these red marks on it. It was, it was beautiful. I wish I had a picture of before. I do have a picture of after. I'll put that on my Instagram this week so you guys can see this beautiful beast. So I buy this bike. She was 10 bucks. I named her Stella and I loved her dearly. $10 Stella and I, we walk out of the store and I'm like, you know what? She needs to look the part. If she's going to be a racing bike, she's got to look like it. So we stop over to Walmart and I grab a can of spray paint and some new tubes and some handlebar wraps. <laughs> so I get her all looking pretty. The handlebar wraps are black and I paint her, I spray paint her with, you know, $2 spray paint. So she's, I mean, she's look top quality. She looks beautiful. I paint her all black and then I give her two yellow racing stripes. Y'all know yellow is like my sole color. So of course she had yellow on her. So I paint two racing stripes down the middle of the bar. I'll show you the picture. You can see her. Anyway she looked good. She looked real good. This $10 bike. Although I had spent new tubes and and new handlebar wraps and spray paint. So she's probably like a $20 bike now. $20 Stella and I, we start racing. We start practicing, start training. I'm feeling good. I've never really biked on a road before and it's like super fun. You can go crazy fast. So I'm racing and I'm practicing riding and I'm practicing running and, and practicing swimming. And I happened to work at a gym where there was a pool and they had a phenomenal swim instructor program there. Just absolutely world-class coaches. And I was doing lap swimming. I'm a terrible swimmer. I always have been a terrible swimmer. And someday I'll tell you guys on this show about the time I tried to be a lifeguard. <laughs> it's a classic. Classic, uh, how shall I say? Reality check. Ego. Oh, I, I lost my ego that day. That's what happened there. Massive humility slap to the face. Anyway, we'll get there someday, but not today. So I'm a terrible swimmer and I just signed up for a race that I have to swim. I start swimming laps in the pool and up until this point, like I can swim, I can swim 500 meters and I was putting up a time of pretty consistently, I was timing myself pretty consistently somewhere between like 15 and 16 minutes for this 500 meters, which is about 10 laps. I'm pretty consistent with this time, but I just am dying. Like by the time I get out of that pool, I'm so out of breath and I have to do the backstroke for about half the time, but I can't breathe doing freestyle. I just, I don't get it we're a week out from the race and i'm like you know what i need a little bit of help with this swim. i just want to i just want to really nail this piece down and really go for it so i go in there to one of my friends that was one of the swim instructors and i'm like hey would you give me a swimming lesson and he's like sure yeah why not well what do you need and i'm like i'm training for this try and i just want to cut time off of my lap swim he's like sure i'll just come out and watch you we can do a a, a short session and i'll give you some tips like sweet so i get the pool and i start swimming. And when I swim, it's like, it's like I'm in a water polo match with myself. (laughs) There's just a lot of splashing and flailing and kicking and going in all directions. I can't go straight to save my life. Like, it's comical. Like, if you could see it, you'd be laughing. I couldn't see it and I was laughing. I knew. Anyway, so uh, he's watching me and I'm sure he's just holding back laughter. Good person. At this point in my swimming career, (laughs) in my life, I had thought to swim faster, you just need to move faster. You got to pull harder. You got to do bigger arms. You got to kick faster, all the things. It was just like speed. Speed is the key to being a better swimmer. But I couldn't speed up. I posted the same time for the consistent three weeks. And I was like, all right, I need some help. So I swim a couple of laps and he's watching me. And then he stops me and he says to me the most mind blowing statement about swimming I've ever heard. It's totally changed the way that I see swimming and it forever will be different now. I'm going to tell you what he told me. This is a little free, not a little. This is a massive swimming tip that you should all integrate into your swimming lives. He says to me, swimming is not about forcing yourself through the water with the maximum possible effort. Swimming is about eliminating drag so that you can move through the water with the least possible resistance. It's not about speed of movement. It's about ease of movement. Like, I had no idea up to that point. It was just like, this was a whole revelation. I had no clue. So I was like, whoa, I got to try this. So I get in the water and he teaches me how to put my hand in with with less resistance. You don't actually, for those of you that are novice swimmers like me, you don't like claw the water and pull it backwards. You push your arm forward so that you have less resistance. So you like swim into the water instead of like pulling the water. You're not fighting the water. You're going with the water. (whistles) Blows your mind, right? Anyway, so my mind was blown. I ran, I swam my laps. He's watching me swim my timed laps and I swim all 10. I'm not even kidding you, you guys. One 15 minute swimming lesson with this kid. I cut off four minutes on my time. (laughs) Like amazing. I was so pumped. So this is the week before the race. And I went from 16 minutes in the pool to 12 minutes in the pool. It was phenomenal. I was so excited. So now I'm like, all right, I got my brother. I'm going to beat him. We're good. So we uh, meet up in Pocatello and we're all lining up with the starting line. I pull my sweet $20 Stella off my bike rack and I go to put her up in the rack. And my brother rolls up with this rental bike. That's like, I mean, it was like top of the line, like a $5,000 bike. He rolls up with this thing that he rented. He's not a cocky person. He wasn't being all cocky about it. But it was just funny that I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, this is what I'm up against. Me and $20 Stella against this $5,000 rental. But I knew he hadn't trained. So I was like, all right, I still got a chance. So we line up and my mom and I start. We run together and run a good 5K run. It was a cool loop. Get down, get onto the bike, take off on the spike, And I'm. it's in Pocatello, so of course it's windy. Super windy day. So I get down on my fancy new low handlebars and using those, the curly handlebars. I don't even know what they're called. Obviously, still a novice biker. But anyway, so I'm down low on my low handlebars, decreasing the drag. And I'm just pedaling on my, my 1970s pedals as <laughs> hard as I can go. And I feel good. Like, I'm feeling good. Like, this is a good race for me. I'm I'm doing great. I end my bike race and I throw my bike on the rack and I run, jump in the pool, start swimming, trying to remember all the things that he taught me in my awesome swimming lesson. But I'm dead. Like, I've already done 25K at top speed. And so I'm back in this pool and I'm just dying. So I'm like, all right, I got to start alternating. So every other one, I do freestyle just the way that my friend taught me. And then every other one, I do backstroke just so I can breathe. (laughs) Still can't breathe as a swimmer. It's fine. So I know this is about myself and I'm like, I'm just going to adjust. I'm just going to do this the way that I know how to do it. So every other one is a good freestyle lap. And then every other one is a backstroke lap. Finish the race. The girl taps on my head. When I finish my 10 laps, I jump out and I run across the finish line. and I post my time. It was awesome. It was a super, super fun race. It was, It was my very first sprint try. It was super fun. I loved it. So then I go back to the pool and I watch my brother finish. He had already run. He had already biked and I didn't get to see either of those. So I didn't know how well he did. So in my mind, I'm like panicking a little bit. And I'm watching him in the pool, and I see myself. <laughs> he swims the exact same way that I swim. He's doing the speed thing. He's having a hard time going straight. In his defense, I later asked him what his training regimen was for the swimming, and he said, I put on my goggles in my house, and I watched the Summer Olympics. <laughs> That's how my brother trained for a triathlon race, was to watch the Summer Olympics with his goggles on. <laughs> He's so funny. This is where friendly competition gets a little uh confusing because <laughs> I want my brother to succeed I love my brother but at the same time I want to win <laughs> so I'm watching him swim and I'm thinking like hey I might still have a chance at this <laughs> and he jumps out of the pool and he finishes and he goes to press the finish line and it was awesome my mom finished really well and my brother finished and I finished we all were proud of each other high-fiving and the whole thing he returns his fancy bike back to the bike shop. And I put my $20 Stella back on my bike. Greg on my car. We go to lunch and go take a nap. I'm sure. And then the times post. And so we look up the times to see how we did. And I am so competitive. And I'm just like, at this point, I don't even know if he cared if he won or lost. Like it didn't really matter to him. But to me, I was like, I have to win. <laughs> so I'm looking at these times. My mom killed it. Like she did so great. She's so amazing. I'm still just It was so awesome. Mom, if you're listening to this, I'm so proud of you. Way to go. (laughs) We should do another one of these. That was super fun. Anyway, so then I look down the list and I'm checking my time against my brothers. And I see his 5K time and my 5K time. He beat me in the run by a solid five minutes. I was like, oh no, this isn't off to a good start. But then in the bike, I had beat him. Me on my $20 Stella had beat him by one minute. So now the gap between us was only four minutes. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. So then we go to check the pool score. And guess what, y'all? This was one of those moments where I realized like, okay, my investment of extra training and asking for help was worth it. I don't even remember if I paid for that swimming session, the swimming lesson or not. I think he might have just given it to me for free. (laughs) So investment of time and effort and energy and asking for help. I don't know necessarily that it was an investment of money, but this is where it paid off, y'all. I beat him by four and a half minutes in the pool. My swim time was four and a half minutes faster than his, which means the overall race time, I won by 30 seconds. (laughs) I was so proud of myself. Oh man, it was so funny. But the fact that I had beat him on the bike, that was pretty stellar because he'd rented like this super fancy bike and I was on a, a thrift store bike. I was pretty proud of that. Anyway, so this is a funny story about a triathlon exhibiting the three events. So three things. Let's go back to the three habits, the third part of the one, two, three system. Three habits. This is what ties it all together. One, two, three habits is one pillar focus. This is where you start with one thing at a time. Two superpowers where you go from short-term effort to long-term effort by combining your subconscious and your conscious together over a period of two months by forming three daily habits. Instead of on again, off again, instead of just a little bit here and a little bit there, we're going to change that to something that your brain loves and understands. Your brain loves two things. It loves simplicity and it loves patterns. Simplicity because you only control about 5% of your mind at a time. What you're thinking about every single day is only about 5% of your total brain capacity. So you're working with a very small piece. And if you try and pump in a whole bunch of super complicated, time-consuming stuff in there, your brain gets worn out quickly. And either it can focus on that thing and let everything else go to the wayside, or it's like a pinball machine and its attention is driven everywhere and everything ends up mediocre. So simplify, whatever you're doing, your brain wants you to make it simpler. And the second thing is patterns. Your brain loves patterns. It absolutely is wired that way to find a pattern and stick with it. Let's break this down a little bit easier. The number three. One, two, three. Why three habits? Because three has a unique power in the universe. The triangle, it has three sides. It's the strongest shape. One, two, three is one of the very first things that you learn when you're two years old, when you're learning to count. All the other math that you add up to later in life starts with one, two, three. That's one of the very first things that we have to learn. There are three members of the Godhead if you are a Christian. One purpose together, but they each do separate parts of that purpose. The number pi, 3.14. Most of us know that pi is 3.14. How many digits are in that number? Three digits. That number is endless. How many of you know the rest of the pi digits? If you know more than three of the pi digits, you are in the minority. Most of us just know it as three digits because we can remember three things at a time. Three. There is something special about three in your mind. How many names do you have? Most of us have a first, a middle, and a last name because we can remember three things. I'm telling you, there is a power in the number three. So what am I getting at? Why three? because two isn't a pattern. Remember how we talked about your brain loves patterns? I was doing sequence math with my daughter the other day. She's in second grade and she was supposed to figure out the patterns in the numbers. If you look at the numbers one and four, you don't know what the pattern is. You can't guess the next number. But if you look at the numbers one, four, seven, you know what the pattern is and you can go from there on. If you look at the numbers one, two, you don't know if that number is being doubled or if that number is being added on by one. Until you have three numbers, you can't find the pattern. Your brain does the same thing. When I encourage you to set three daily habits, three things you can do per day under that one pillar, that gives your brain a pattern. That gives your brain the permission to glom onto this thing and get comfortable with it and understand that it doesn't have to fight you back. Sometimes when it doesn't recognize the pattern, like if you're inconsistent with something and you have one day good and then one day bad, your brain doesn't know which side of those two things to attach to. And that's why you feel like you are on an uphill battle because your brain hasn't figured out the pattern yet. However, if you give yourself a pattern every single day, you give yourself three things to work for, that gives you a pattern. And three keeps it simple. When you start something whatever you're about to start with this one two three habit system that big ambition that you know you want if you make yourself a to-do list of a million things that you're going to do it's going to feel overwhelming it's going to feel hard but like i said before your brain loves simplicity so if you break it down to three things just start with three and then you can add on later i'll teach you how to add on later but for now start with three let's take health for an example If you want to be healthier, if you want to lose weight, if you want to feel better, if you want to be healthier on a daily basis for the rest of your life, start with these three habits. Increase your water to 100 ounces a day, sleep six to eight hours a day, and exercise 30 minutes a day. Sleep, water, exercise. Let me tell you why those three things will work together. Instead of just working on one of those, You can't have a pattern with just one thing. And your brain is like, "Mm, is this important? Is this not important? It'll probably catch on after a little while, but it'll take some consistency. If you work on two of those things, if you do sleep and water, if you're doing two of those things, your brain starts to get on board a little bit and it starts to understand, but you haven't maximized what you got yet. If, on the other hand, you do three habits, what happens is your brain uses those three habits to work together for each other on the days that you exercise, you will naturally drink more water. On the days that you exercise and drink more water, you will naturally get better sleep. On the days that you get better sleep, you will naturally have more energy to exercise. Do you see how this works? This is a pattern you're creating in your mind so that as you're working toward three things, it's actually easier than working on one at a time. Did that just blow your mind? I hope so. And I hope you realize how incredibly powerful this is. So, whatever the thing is, start with three habits every single day that work together under one pillar and watch as your two superpowers over two months combine forces together. One, two, three habits. Part one, one pillar focus gets you started, overcomes overwhelm, overcomes fear, overcomes doubt, and gets you going. Part two, Is your two superpowers over two months. This is what keeps you from quitting. This is how you build consistency. And this is how you harness your two superpowers together. You can't target your conscious or subconscious mind separately. You've got to use them both together if you want long-term change. And then part three is where those results become lifestyles. We return short-term effort into long-term results. This is where we make change forever. I don't want you to do something for 14 days. I don't want you to do something for 21 days. I want you to change something now that you can continue doing for life, on autopilot. That's the best part of the one-two, three habit system. is you work on it for two months, and then those three habits, because of the way it, your mind works, because of the pattern that you have created, Your subconscious superpower number two is going to step up to the plate and it's going to take over. And those habits will become automated. You will no longer have to think about those things. It won't require your time, your effort, your energy, but it will continue to produce results for you. I promise this to be true. And I know this is true because I've done it in my life over and over and over again. One, two, three habits is much like the triathlon race. There are three crucial parts to keep you interested, focused, and moving forward. And you don't need any fancy equipment to succeed. Just use what you got and do the dang thing. One, two, three habits is my philosophy for the way that I live my life. It's the way that I parent. It's the way that I am a spouse. It's the way that I run my business. It's the way that I work on my physical health, my mental health, all these different aspects of my life. I have learned that if I hone in on one at a time, work on my two superpowers, harness those two together, forming three daily habits. It changes everything. It's absolutely incredible what you can do by harnessing the power of your mind, by giving your brain what it wants. It wants simplicity and it wants patterns. One, two, three keeps it simple and makes it possible to do whatever it is in your life that you want to do. Thanks for being here, you guys. I hope you got a lot out of this today, and I hope this is something that you can understand how applicable this is to your life and how easy it will be to take action. It's not going to remain easy. It's not going to be easy the whole time, but it will be simple. I want you to realize how simple this process can be and how absolutely powerful these results will be in your life. Check back next week when we interview Mary Westcott and she's going to tell us how this one, two, three habits has changed her life. And then every episode after that, look forward to whatever the topic is that we talk about. I'm going to give you three habits, just like I did today. Those three health habits. We're going to add things like that to whatever conversation we're having. I'm going to give you three habits that you can start today to put into your life. Thanks for being here, you guys. You're awesome. Keep it up. You have everything you need to succeed. Be proud of who you are and what you want. Chase those dreams down. Don't let them slip away. Don't let time or stress or overwhelm keep you from what you want. See what you want. Break it down to one, two, three, and go get it. Thanks for joining us today on Habits and Humor, where you come to laugh and learn and then take action. If you're loving what we're doing here, take action and help us help more people just like you Overcome overwhelm and turn simple habits into massive results. Subscribe to the show, share it with your friends, and come to our Habits and Humor Facebook group. And of course, if you're ready to maximize your progress with minimal time and effort, go to livelifeconscious.com to enroll in our amazing habits coaching programs Healthy and Happy for health habits and the Three Central Habits Mastermind for all other habits. Until next time, go make some serious progress, but don't take life too seriously. I'm Susie B, and this is Habits & Humor. Come to laugh, stay to learn, choose to live.